0: Good to see everyone out this morning. Looking forward to a wonderful day in the Lord's house. Let's go ahead and go to the Lord in prayer and see what he has for us this morning. Our Heavenly Father, we thank you for this day. Thank you for the opportunity to be in your house, to worship and to praise you. Lord, we ask for your presence to be in our presence. Lord, we ask for you to speak to our hearts as only you can. Lord, we pray that if there's one here that doesn't know you, that today would be the day of salvation. Thank you, Lord, for all that you do. In Jesus' name, amen. Amen.
1: Morning. morning. Hope everybody had a pretty good week and uh, doing all right. Update on my dad real quick. He is doing better. He's at home and he had some minor things come up but he's supposed to be doing rehab pretty soon and otherwise he's doing all right. But continue praying for him. So Let's go ahead and all stand and turn over to song 7, number 7. praise the lord giving him thanks for all our, his love for us giving him thanks
2: for his mercy Let's go ahead and be seated.
1: Turn over to 130, 130. Classic Annie Crosby song.
0: David, do appreciate that number this morning. Do appreciate you being here in the Lord's house. Hope that you've already been blessed and encouraged for being here. If you're visiting with us, we hope and pray that you found a friendly church and uh, hope to plan to come back and visit us again sometime. And uh, I've been praying about what to bring for this morning, and the Lord started dealing with my heart about an experience that I uh, had, a day that I had, and... uh, uh, brought this thought to my mind, but uh, have you ever had one of those days? You know, you know what I'm talking about. One of those days that you just wish you would have just stayed in bed. Uh, uh, I've had I've had those before, and one uh, I woke up late one morning, and uh, on the way to the office here, I, uh, some kind gentleman decided he wanted to cut me off and and uh, about run me off the road, and then I get a call from. Someone that uh, um, uh, unfortunate uh, thing happened, and um, and then finally get to the office and think, okay, now I'm in my safe haven, and I'm going to sit down here and uh, set up my computer and start studying. And I turned on, tried to turn on my computer, and it didn't even boot up. It wasn't even working. Um, I'm like, oh, what in the world? What else could go wrong today? Anybody else had those days? I mean, come on, be honest, all right? Yeah, we've had those days before, and so I decided what would make it better was to go into the kitchen, because I remember just a few days prior to before that, we had uh, a fellowship, and there was a piece of uh, some pecan pie in the, uh, in the fridge, and there was some ice-cold refreshing milk in there. Now, I love milk with my with my desserts. Anybody else like that? Yeah. Uh, I love milk with my desserts. Cold, I mean, ice cold, refreshing. So I decided I'd go in there into the kitchen and get a glass of cold, refreshing milk. And before I got my cup out, my Dixie cup out, and I was getting ready to pour the milk in there, and I heard this huge crash I thought someone had decided that they wanted to crash into the the church to steal my cold, refreshing glass of milk. I didn't know what was going on. Some of you may remember this story, but uh, what had happened, I thought, well, what in the world is going on? So I decided I'm going to run to my office where the sound came from. And when I went in there, my ceiling had collapsed. Now, you've heard people say, if I come to church, the, the walls and the ceilings would cave in on me. Well, that's exactly what happened. Some of you remember that story, Brother Travis, when the ceiling came? I think uh, some of the teachers remember that. And so I went in there. I had my my Dixie cup in my hand, and I I didn't have any milk in it yet. And I threw my cup up in the air. I'm like, oh, man, what else could go wrong today? I started having a little pity party, and I was the only one there. And uh, I look in my... And I, as I'm complaining and murmuring about the things that have happened, I look over to my chair, and as I was looking at my chair, one of the ceiling fixture, the light fixtures from the ceiling, was laying corner first, digging into my chair. Some of you know this story, but some of you don't. And so what happened was, I decided, I decided the Lord was trying to show to me it could get worse. I looked over at that chair, and I just started thanking the Lord. I started weeping, and I went back into the kitchen, get my cold glass of milk and a couple pieces, three or four pieces of pecan pie, because it always makes it better. And I went into my office. I shut the door, and I just communed with God for a while. And uh, I was telling some people about this story a little bit later, and someone said, That'd make a great commercial for Got Milk. you yeah, seen those commercials. So, I said all that to say this. I titled my message this morning, not Got Milk, but Got Purpose. Got Purpose. And uh, Daniel, in the book of Daniel, is uh, probably one of the, uh, the finest Christian examples that we can ever read about. And I want to this morning look at a little bit of the life of Daniel. I've preached on his life before, but I Lord gave me some, other, some different points about his life. And what made him such a fine example? made him such a fine example. The Bible is filled with uh, accounts of godly men and women that he has put in there so we could learn from them, so we can glean some things from them, and uh, as great examples to follow. Daniel was a man who obtained some preeminence and great power in his days. He started off on the top among the uh, children of Israel there in Daniel chapter 1. He gained supremacy when uh, uh, among the wise men of Babylon there in Daniel chapter 2. He received similar power over the Medo-Persian Empire in Daniel chapter 6. How was Daniel able to reach such a pinnacle, if you will, such a, a high position of power and influence without compromising his convictions, without compromising his position with God? And, and how did he... Uh, come to this place of being such a godly example. A close look at the book of Daniel and we'll see some things reveal his secret here and shows how we can be also be successful without compromising. First we notice that even as a young person, perhaps a a teenager maybe, Daniel uh, was purposed in his heart to every child of God needs to be a person that has purpose. We've got to be a person with purpose and You look in Daniel chapter number 1 with me, if you will. Daniel chapter 1, verse 8. The Bible says this. But Daniel purposed in his heart that he would not defile himself with a portion of the king's meat, nor with the wine which he drank. Therefore he requested of the prince of the eunuchs that he might not defile himself. Let's pray. Our Heavenly Father, once again, thank you for your love, your mercy, and your grace. Lord, we thank you for this opportunity. That we can come and worship and praise you this morning and just feast from the manna, and Lord, just uh, Lord, uh, how we can get away from the world for a few moments and uh, just come into a nice place to worship and praise you and give you all honor and glory, Lord. I ask for that, uh, Lord, that you would be magnified and glorified in everything that's said and done, Lord. I pray that our hearts are and our minds are clear and clean and uh, and uh, open to what you have for us this morning. Lord, and again, if there's one here that doesn't know you, I pray that today would be the day of salvation. Speak as only you can to our hearts. Move in such a miraculous way that you would get the glory and the honor and get me out of the way. Thank you again, Lord, for all that you do. We love you in Jesus' name. Amen. I'm going to give you four thoughts this morning on this topic, got purpose. Got purpose. Number one, Daniel purposed in his heart to be faithful. He purposed in his heart to be faithful. Look there again in verse 8 of chapter 1. It says, but Daniel purposed in his heart. He purposed that he was going to be faithful to his convictions. Faithful to his convictions. Despite his youth and and obvious pressures to conform, Daniel purposed in his heart to uphold the law of God. No matter the, the cost, no matter the circumstances, purity was, was, uh, was important to Daniel. He wanted to remain uh, pure even in word and in deed. He wanted to be pure uh, before the Lord. As a young man, he refused to take of the king's meat here as we and drink of the king's wine. There in verse 8 it says, But Daniel purposed in his heart that he would not defile himself with a portion of the king's meat, nor with the wine which he drank. Therefore he requested of the prince of the eunuchs that he might not defile himself. And then as an older man, he refused to take the gift of Belshazzar there in Daniel 5 verse 13. I'm going to read it to you. The Bible says, Then, Daniel, then was Daniel brought in before the king, and the king spake and said unto Daniel, Art thou, Daniel, which art of the children of the captivity of Judah, which, uh, whom the king, my father, brought out of jury? And I have even heard of thee, that the Spirit of God is in thee, and that the light and understanding and excellent wisdom is found in thee. And now the wise men, the astrologers, have been brought in before me, that they should Read this writing and make known unto me the interpretation thereof. But they could not show the interpretation of the thing. And I have heard of thee that thou canst make interpretations and dissolve doubts. Now if thou canst read the writing and make known to me the interpretation thereof, thou shalt be clothed with scarlet and have a chain of gold about thy neck and shalt be the third ruler in the kingdom. Then Daniel answered and said before the king, Now let this be known, he says, Let thy gifts Be to thyself, and give thy reward to another. Yet I have read the writings unto the king, and make known to to him the interpretation. See, as an older man, he refused to take of that which uh, would bring glory to himself. And he wanted to reflect that glory back to God. But then, under the threat of persecution, he refused to obey the decree of Darius there in Daniel chapter 6. And we'll get into some of these stories, but... It says, now when Daniel knew that the writing was signed, he went into his house and his window being opened and in the chamber toward Jerusalem, he kneeled upon his knees three times a day and prayed and gave thanks before his God as he did aforetime. Daniel was uh, refused to compromise on his convictions. You know what I believe that we need today in our, Christi- in our churches today? I believe we need some men and women that are going to refuse to compromise on their convictions. We're seeing churches all around this world, hey, compromising on the convictions and things and becoming more and more like this world. We don't need that, folks. Just because the world is getting close, uh, just because a lot of churches are getting closer to the world, that's not the way we need to be. We need to stand strong on our convictions you know, in a world that is ever-changing, and, and this world is ever-changing, where we're people that used to take a stand against immorality and against immoral things and against unbiblical thinking, uh, they've wavered today. You see, we need to be Christians that are faithful to stand for uh, convictions. I don't know if some are just tired of the, the battle or what exactly, it doesn't really matter. The reason, can I just say there is a cause, it reminds me of David, whenever he was standing there for the battle, to battle against Goliath. Uh, His brothers were uh, uh, accusing him of of, uh, having the wrong motives and things like that. And David said, is there not a cause? Can I tell you folks, there is a cause worth fighting for. There is some convictions worth standing up for today. We need to be men and women that are going to stand for our convictions. I remember a time when God's people stood up against the things that went against the Word of God. Where have the Christians gone? Where have they gone? Christians, you need a purpose in your heart to be faithful to your convictions. The Bible says in Ephesians six eleven, put on the whole armor of God that you may be able to stand against the wiles of the devil. You know the problem why there are so many casualties in the Christian realm today is because we're not putting on the whole armor of God. Folks, we need to put on the whole armor of God that we may be able to stand against the wiles of the devil. But then I want you to notice not only be faithful to your convictions, but also he was faithful to his companions. He's faithful to his companions. No one respects a wishy-washy person. Someone with no direction in their lives. Daniel, he didn't look back. He purposed in his heart to be a great example to those his uh, uh, brothers in Christ. A strong sense of purpose often breeds respect and admiration with others. We'll see the example paid off for Daniel uh, with his companions in Daniel chapter 3. We all know the story. One of my favorite stories in the Bible, the three young men purposed in their hearts they would not bow down when the king says, hey, when you hear the sound of the music, that's why I don't watch that movie today, when you hear the sound of the music, uh, you're to bow down to it. And the Bible says in Daniel 3.16, it says, O Nebuchadnezzar, we're not careful in answering thee in this matter, if it be so our God whom we serve is able to deliver us from the burning fiery furnace, and he will deliver us out of thy hand, O king. He says, he will deliver us out of thy hand, O king. But if not, be it known to thee, O king, that we will not serve thy gods, nor worship the golden image which thou hast set up. The Bible teaches us they didn't bend, they didn't bow and praise God, they didn't burn, because they stood for what was right. You know what? The, notice the, what happened here. It was all, I believe it all started off with Daniel's example to his companions, to his friends. And Daniel 3, 24, it says, Then Nebuchadnezzar, this is my favorite, you heard me say this, this is my favorite part of the story. Then Nebuchadnezzar the king was Aston, astonished and rose up in haste and spake and said unto the counselors, Did not we cast three men bound into the midst of the fire? They answered and said unto the king, True, O king. He answered and said, Lo, I see four men loose, walking in the midst of the fire, and they have no hurt, and the form of the fourth is like the Son of God. Folks, isn't it good to know that God has promised that He would never leave us nor forsake us? You know, the thing of it is, is when we stand for the truth, we stand for our convictions, we stand up for what's right, God is right there in the midst of us. It don't matter what fire comes our way, God is right there. We need to be faithful to our convictions, faithful to our companions, but also faithful to our commander, our commander. What should be the purpose of every Christian? Jesus makes it very clear in Matthew six thirty three. But seek ye first the kingdom of God and his righteousness, then all these things shall be added unto you. To seek the will of God, to fulfill it in our lives. No matter the circumstances, no matter the surroundings, no matter what's going on, we are to seek His will, to be, put Him first in our lives. Because of Daniel's willingness to put God first, God granted Daniel great favor amongst, uh, in the sight of others. The Bible says there in Daniel 1.9, it says, Now God hath brought Daniel into favor and tender love with the prince of the eunuchs. Why? Because he stood up for what God had had told him to do. As the Lord promised, this this will guarantee God's favor towards us and in turn likely gain favor in the sight of those around us. I challenge you to be a person, to be a Christian that has purpose in your heart. Purpose to be faithful. Purpose no matter how young you are, no matter how old you are. It's never too early. To seek ye first the kingdom of God. And it's never too late to seek ye first the kingdom of God. You know why it was so easy for Daniel to purpose, to to make the right decisions, to be faithful to his convictions, to be faithful to his companions, and to be faithful to his commander. You know why it was so easy for him? Because long before it ever was a, a choice, he had purposed in his heart. Long before it wasn't just the day that he was confronted here, eat the king's meat, eat the portion uh, eat, uh, drink the king's wine. It was long before that day he had already purposed his heart that he was not going to defile himself. He wasn't going to go against his convictions, he wasn't going to go against his companions, he wasn't going to go against his commander. You see, there may come a time, there may come a time that Someone approaches you about some sinful act of immorality, you need to have already purposed in your heart long before that even comes up. Teenager, listen to me. Long before that ever comes up, I'm going to purpose in my heart that I'm not going to defile myself. There may come a time on the job and the guys tell some off color jokes. You need to have already purposed in your heart. Hey, I'm not going to sit there and allow uh, these words to taint my heart and to taint my mind. There may come a time that your boss asks you to do something unethical. You need to have already purposed in your heart that I'm not going to do it. I'm going to do what's right, even if it costs me my job. Throughout Daniel's life, Daniel purposed to be faithful. But also I see number two, Daniel purposed in his heart to be thankful. To be thankful, look there in chapter two, verse eighteen and nineteen. The Bible says that they would desire mercies of God of heaven concerning this secret, and Daniel and his fellows, his fellows, should not perish with the rest of his uh, with, with the rest of the wise men of Babylon. Then was the secret revealed to Daniel in the night vision. Then Daniel blessed the God of heavens. What had happened here was in this story. Daniel, uh, the the king said that he wanted all the astrologers, he wanted all the wise men, he wanted everyone to come in and to interpret the dream. Well, none of them can interpret the dream. None of them. They all tried. They all tried. They said, "Hey, tell us what's going on." And the king wouldn't tell them the dream. And so that what was going to happen, if you read this story there in chapter 2, all the wise men, all the astrologers, which would include Daniel, Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego, all of them would be put to death. So after Daniel got wind, he heard what was going to happen. He says, I'm going to go to the king and I'll interpret the dream. So he went and he went to the king and God gave him the interpretation. You see, Daniel was thankful for the Lord's power. Look there in verse 21. Of chapter 2 it says, And he changes the times and the seasons. He removeth kings and setteth up kings. He giveth wisdom unto the wise and knowledge to them that knoweth understanding. He was praising God. He was thanking God for his mighty power in his life. Daniel realized that the Lord was in control of it all. and He's the omnipotent one. He's the all-powerful one. And Daniel recognized this and he was thanking God for his power. The Bible says, Thou art worthy, O Lord, to receive power and glory and honor, for Thou hast created all things, and for Thy pleasure they are and were created. But not only was he thankful for the Lord's power, but I believe he was thankful for the Lord's provision. When the king wanted the wise men and the astrologers to give the interpretation of his dream, they couldn't, so the king was going to have him killed. And Daniel heard the news, so he, he, so he went and gave the interpretation. Daniel and his companions prayed and asked the Lord for the interpretation. There in verse 17 it says this. Then Daniel went to the to his house and made it known to Hananiah, and Mishael, and Azariah, also known as Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego, his companions, and that they should desire mercies of the of the God of the heavens concerning this secret secret. And Daniel and his fellows should not perish with the rest of the wise men of Babylon. Then was the secret revealed unto Daniel in the night vision. Then Daniel blessed the God of heaven. The Lord provided for Daniel. Can we all be thankful that God has provided for us? God has provided for our every need. Can I say He's provided for most of our wants as well? But He's provided for our every need. You don't have a need, folks. God provides, provides those for us. Not only was he thankful for that, but he was thankful for the Lord's protection. Because the Lord gave the interpretation to Daniel, their lives were spared. Look there in Daniel 2.47. It says, The king answered unto Daniel and said, Of a truth it is that your God is a God of gods and the Lord of kings and the revealer of secrets, seeing thou couldst, couldst reveal this secret. Then the king made Daniel a great man, and gave him many great gifts and made him ruler over the whole providence of Babylon and the chief of the governors over all the wise men of Babylon. Then Daniel requested of the king and he said, he set Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego over the affairs of the province of Babylon. But Daniel sat in the gate of the king. Daniel purposed in his heart to be faithful, to be thankful. But then I see that he purposed in his heart to be prayerful. What's going to make us to be successful Christians? We need to be faithful. We need to be thankful. And then we need to be prayerful. Again, in Daniel 2, 17 and 18, you see here he and his companions, his friends, prayed for wisdom. You know what's lacking in our churches today? What's lacking in our homes today? The prayer life. Our prayer life. But, But prayer was... Prayer was not uh, an as-needed resource for Daniel. Prayer was his constant source. Folks, you've, you've heard this saying, when all else fails, pray. Anybody ever heard that? Can I tell you, it's too late. Why wait until everything else fails? Why not pray right off the start? Start praying right off before everything even starts falling apart. Probably one of the most popular children's uh, stories is that of Daniel and the, the lion's den. The other leaders decided that what they wanted to do was they wanted to get rid of Daniel because he was a thorn in the flesh to them. So they, they came up with this idea of finding fault. They couldn't find any fault in Daniel except for him with his relationship with his God. So they schemed a plan to trick King Darius and they said, they told him, you know the story there in Daniel chapter 6. They said, King Darius, what you need to do is you need to make this decree that no one can, can, uh, can make a petition to their gods or to anyone else for 30 days. The Bible says this, and, if, and they said, if, if anyone breaks those rules, have them be cast into the den of lions. The Bible says this in Daniel 6.10, Now when Daniel knew, catch that. Now when Daniel knew that the writing was signed, he went into his house and his windows being opened in his chamber toward Jerusalem. He kneeled upon his knees three times a day and prayed and gave thanks before his God as he did aforetime. Daniel knew the consequences of his walk with the Lord. He knew exactly what it was going to cost. But he had purposed in his heart that he was going to be prayerful. You know, the Bible says this wasn't an afterthought. The Bible says here, as he did aforetime. That word aforetime means he's done it every day since. It wasn't just something that, oh, well, I'm just going to decide. Because they said he wasn't trying to be uh, a rebel He wasn't saying, well, the government says I have to do this, so I'm going to do the opposite. He wasn't doing that. He was doing what he had always done before. He had already had a prayer habit. He already had a, a life of prayer. The Bible says, as he did aforetime, Daniel knew the consequences, but he had purpose in his heart to be prayerful. He was cast into the den of lions for doing what he had purpose to do. Can I just say there may come a time that it may be illegal for us to pray in public? Did you hear me? There may come a time that they're going to say, no, you can't pray. They've done it with Bibles. In our public schools, they've done it with Bibles. What makes you think they can't do it with prayer? There may come a time and you're going to have to purpose in your heart long before that even comes. I'm saying purpose in your heart today. That if big brother or government says, Hey, you're not allowed to pray. You're going to purpose in your heart right now. It doesn't matter what anybody says. I'm going to pray. I'm going to have a walk with God. I don't care what anybody else says. I don't care what, they, I don't care what the consequences are. Because I believe there's coming a day. This world, listen to me, this world is not getting closer to God. It's getting further and further and further away. And if we don't purpose in our heart to be men and women that have morals, that have character, that have integrity, you ask our teenagers what I'm teaching on in our Sunday school. I'm teaching on integrity, dependability, faithfulness, purity. Why? Because they need to have that established long before those things come up. That there are going to be men and women, boys and girls, that are Christians. Not going to compromise. Daniel knew what was going to... But he had purpose that he was going to be prayerful. We also see the purpose to be prayerful. There's a pattern of our prayers. Brother Danny gave a devotion here a few weeks ago, a month ago. And he gave uh, an acronym for uh, that prayer is ACTS. And uh, so he gave us the, the word, the first letter is A, is, and that's for adoration. And in Daniel chapter nine verse four, it gives us here, and uh, adoration is praising God for who He is. The Bible says in Daniel 9, 4, you can turn there if you like it. The Bible says, "And I prayed unto the Lord my God, and made my confession and, made, and said, O Lord, the God of uh, uh, the great and dreadful God, keeping the covenant and mercy, to them that love him, and to them that keep his commandments. He's praising God for who he is. This is a prayer of adoration, but then there's the prayer of confession. This is what we have done. Look there in verse 5 and 6, it says, We have sinned and have committed iniquity and have done it wickedly and have rebelled even by departing from thy precepts and from thy judgments. Neither have we Hearkened unto thy servants, the prophets, which spake in the name of, uh, of our kings, our princes, and our fathers, and to all the people of the land. But then we see there's a prayer of thanksgiving. This is what he has done for us. Look there in verse 15, it says, And now, O Lord our God, thou hast brought thy people forth out of the land of Egypt, God you've done so good to you've been so good to us thank you for what you've done in our lives but then there's prayers of supplication this is our request now we're making our request to be made known unto God look there in verse 16 it says, O Lord according to thy loving uh, to thy righteousness I beseech thee I'm asking of you, let thy anger and thy fury be turned away from thy city of Jerusalem, thy holy mountain because for our sins, And for the iniquities of our fathers. Prayer is vital for the Christian. Folks, we need a purpose in our heart to be prayerful. We need to be purpose in our heart to be faithful, to be thankful. And then the last thing, we need a purpose in our heart to be worshipful. To be worshipful. You see, Daniel purposed in his heart that he was going to praise the Lord no matter the outcome. Can I tell you, folks, it's easy to praise God when things are going our way. When when we're, when we're on the mountaintop, oh, praise God and glory, hallelujah. Thank you, Jesus, for what you're doing. But can I tell you, the same God of the mountain is the same God in the valleys. He's the same. He's the same yesterday, today, and forever. He never changes. God is God and God is good. Even in the valley. God is good. Daniel two nineteen says this. Then was the secret revealed unto Daniel. In a night vision, then Daniel blessed the God of heaven. He said, oh, thank you, God. He said, thank you for revealing that. He was sure to give glory where glory was due. Folks, you know what? You know what our problem is today? We're prideful. Look what I've accomplished. Look what I've done. Can I tell you, you can't do anything without the Lord's help, without the Lord's mercy, without His grace in your life. We are nothing. The Bible says I can do nothing without Him. Daniel 2, 27 says this. Notice this. Daniel answered, In the presence of the king, And said, The secret which the king hath demanded cannot the wise men, the astrologers, the magicians, the soothsayers, show unto the king. It can't happen, king. Then it goes on and says, But there is a God in heaven that reveals secrets and maketh known to the king Nebuchadnezzar what shall be in the latter days. Thy dream and thy visions of thy head upon thy bed. Are these? Daniel was reflecting glory, not to himself. He was reflecting it back to God where it belongs. Folks, we need to humble ourselves before an almighty God. It's not what you've done. There's no self-made men or women in this room today. It's all because of what he's done and what he's doing in our lives. He deserves all glory, honor, because he has created us for his glory and honor. So this morning I ask you, do you got purpose? Have you purpose to be faithful? Purpose to be faithful. Have you purpose to be thankful? Have you purpose to be prayerful? And are you purpose to be worshipful? The heads are bowed and eyes are closed. Be men and women, boys and girls with purpose. Heads are bowed and eyes are closed. I'm going to ask you a couple questions as Brother Adam prepares for our invitation. I'm going to ask you this morning. Maybe you're here and you say, Pastor, I don't even know for sure if I was to die today. I don't know for sure that I'd go to heaven. Pastor, pray for me. I just don't know for sure. Would you pray for me? Anyone, would you raise your hand? Maybe you hear this morning, you say, Pastor, I'm saved. I know for sure that if I was to die today, I know for sure that I'd go to heaven. That's my my testimony. I know for sure. Is that your testimony? Would you raise your hand just so I know? Hands across the room. I know for sure, yes. Maybe you hear and you say, Pastor, I'm saved. I know for sure I'm saved, but there's some things in my life that's just not right. I haven't purposed in my heart to be faithful Having a purpose in my heart to be prayerful and to be thankful and to be worshipful. Pastor, there's some areas in my life that's just not right. Pastor, I need your prayers. Anyone like that? Yes, thank you for your honesty. Hands across. Yes, thank you for your honesty. I'm going to pray for you. Yes. I'm going to pray for you. But can I tell you this? The Bible teaches us from 1 John 1, 9. If we confess our sins, He's faithful and just to forgive us our sins and cleanse us from all unrighteousness. You can start afresh today. You can start afresh today. God is so good. Our Heavenly Father, Lord, You know the hearts. Most importantly, You know the hearts of men and women that are in this room. God, I pray, Lord, that uh, there's some maybe here this morning that just don't know for sure that if they were to die today, they'd go to heaven. Lord, I pray that you would deal with their hearts before it's eternally too late. Do a work that only you can. Lord, for those that raise their hands for uh, areas in their life that's just not right, maybe, uh, maybe something minor, maybe something major. Lord, you, you are a forgiving God. and Lord, if we confess our sins, you're faithful and just to forgive us. And Lord, I pray that men and women, boys and girls, would find a place at this altar and ask and seek your face, turn from their wicked ways, and, Lord, that they would humble themselves and pray. Lord, you said you would heal our land. And, Lord, we're asking that you would do a great and mighty work in our midst this morning. Lord, that you would get the glory. Lord, we're reflecting all praise and honor back to you. For you are worthy. Thank you, Lord, for what you're going to do. In Jesus' name. Amen. Heads are bowed and eyes are closed. Would you stand to your feet? Brother Adam's going to play softly here. I'm going to encourage you to find a place at the altar. Purpose in your heart right now, folks. Purpose in your heart that you're going to be faithful. Faithful to the house of God. Faithful to your prayer life. Faithful to your Bible. Purpose in your heart that you're going to be faithful to your convictions. Faithful to your companions and faithful to your commander. Then that you're going to purpose in your heart that you're going to be thankful. It doesn't matter the circumstances. I'm going to be thankful. It says in everything give thanks for this is the will of God concerning you. But then you're going to be purpose in your heart to be prayerful. I'm going to make it a matter of prayer. Then purpose in your heart that you're going to be worshipful. You're going to worship Him for He is worthy of our praise. Seated. We have a few announcements as the men come prepare for our uh, offering this morning, and I want to remind you of a few things here. Um, next, not next week. Next week is daylight saving, so we spring forward next week. So you need to make sure you set your clocks ahead so you can be here at church on time. And uh, so make sure you do that. And that's next Sunday. And then the following Sunday on March the 18th, many of you probably remember missionary Zhang. Uh, from uh, the Philippines Uh, uh, he's gonna I didn't put Philippians this time just so you notice brother Adam but uh, from the Philippines he's gonna be here with us and uh, he was such a blessing to us every year he comes and is an encouragement to us he's the gentleman that told about his dad him uh, his dad getting saved and uh, he used to beat him uh, beat he and his family every day and uh, hated he wanted to kill his dad and, uh, and uh, his dad ended up save, uh, getting saved, and he's a Christian today. Uh, what a powerful testimony. You make sure that's going to be next, uh, the 18th, on the p.m. service. And then the 25th is our teen service. Uh, then Friday, March the 30th, we're going to have a Good Friday service here at our church at 7 o'clock. I uh, want to encourage you to come. Make plans to be here for that. Uh, Brother Wes McClure is going to be preaching. And then uh, Brother Burke Bunner's church, they're going to have a choir here, and they're going to lead the music, and we're going to provide the facilities. And so it's three churches. That's hard to, hard to believe, three churches getting along, right? Uh, but three churches are going to get together and have a, a combined service, and we're looking forward to that. And then on uh, um, April the 7th is our prayer breakfast, and I've challenged our men to invite a friend to our prayer breakfast. I said, I'm going to bring extra food prepare extra food for that day. So you you plan on being here and uh, bring a friend with you on that Saturday the 7th. And then on April the 27th and 28th is our couples retreat. And there's a sign up sheet on the back table. We need to know that as soon as possible if you're able to go. And this is uh, our couples retreat, $150 per couple. Uh, but if, that is a, uh, uh, if that's too much of a burden, just let us know and we can make it so you... Uh, are able to go. Just let me know that. All right. I think that's... Oh, I wanted to say happy belated birthday to Brother Tim Watson and then also to Faith. And uh, she's not in here. She's back in junior church. But you make sure you embarrass her a little bit. Say your dad was talking about you and just embarrassed you. She loves it. And uh, so you tell her. Then also happy anniversary to Brother Greg and Miss Suzanne Hutchison. That's this week. And uh, he married her when she was 10. So uh, that's why he's so much older than her and uh, but anyway, so happy anniversary to them. Then our mission of the week, brother Keith Davison, our family of the week, brother Travis, Miss Pam uh, Jada, and Madison Ivers, our deacon of the week, brother Ed Buchanan, and then our trustee of the week, brother Sean McGinnis. Remember these folks in your prayers, if you would. All right, brother Peyton, sir, would you please? Thank you for this day you've us, and I thank you
1: for the privilege to come before your house and worship you. I thank you for the message Pastor gave us today and help. I Pray you help us to remember it and I pray you bless to give to give her this offering. Helps to be back here in the next point in time. Just in prayer. Amen.
0: night, 6 o'clock, for our evening services. We'll all stand and we'll close in a word of prayer. Brother Jimmy, sir, would you please close us in a word? Dear Heavenly Father, we thank you for this day of life, the Lord, for the Sabbath that we've together as a
1: church family, we worship and praise you, Lord. Thank you for the messages we've heard today in Sunday School and Church. Just, uh, we thank you for the treasure of your precious Word, Lord, we pray you bless us and continue wisdom, understanding, and knowledge that we might better serve, you better know You. name. Come with us as we go out into the world Lord, and bring us back safely to the next appointed time. When we pray and ask these blessings and thank you for all things. In Jesus' precious name. Amen. amen.